G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We have got a very special guest on the phone with us now. Now we're going to talk a little bit of cricket as well. So when we talk cricket, we talk resine, the paint the professionals use, and there's no one we'd rather do that with than our old mate down the corridor Flemo's here in isolation with me, but before we get over to him, let me just read a couple of things out about the great man. 111 test matches, 280 ODIs, a few T20s when it started started off, captain New Zealand for over a decade. It's been 13 years since he's been in the black the black cap setup, but his impact has been long-lasting still, and not just a, a legend to the current-day players, but also a mentor and a source of great inspiration. He's an IPL winning coach four times now. Four times he's won the biggest tournament on the calendar and most recently over there in the UAE. He has done pretty much everything in the game, to be fair, and his mark on New Zealand cricket is long-lasting and is still evident today. So it's great to be able to welcome our good friend down the hallway, Flemo, a bit of a mentor of mine as well. It's great to chat to you, Flemo. G'day, Baz. That's written with, uh, sounds like with a man with a bit of time on his hands. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, not unlike yourself, got a little bit of time on, on your hands. Flemo, you've been working on your golf game in, in isolation there as well? Yep. I uh, I've, uh, must admit I've rearranged the furniture a number of times um, as I've watched numerous golf videos. There's a lot of mental work going on, but uh, arranging the, the room just to try and squeeze a couple of swings in. Um, couple have been successful, a um, couple haven't. The old lime chair, which you're working from, I'm sure, got a um, bit mm. of a touch-up with a couple of rough back swings. But uh, all in aid of a big golf tournament coming up, which both of you two mm. uh, monkeys are available for, so looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I mean, Izzy, you might want to ask about the Flem's nickname. I've seen we're on nicknames today. Do you want to, do you want to ask him? Stephen Fleming Fujitsu's finest. Yeah, I want to ask you about Flemo. Where'd you get Flemo? <laughs> um, what is your nickname? What is your nickname? What's your nickname? That's <laughs> a tough one to work out. Very Australian, isn't it? You've got an O or a, a Y. So uh, that's probably that's probably where that one ends, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll probably move on from that. Okay. <laughs> Flemo, um, talk to us, mate. You you had a bit of time in, in the Black Caps camp um, just recently. Mm. First time back in and around the boys um, on the coalface anyway for, for some 13 years or so since you stepped away. Uh, how did you find it, mate? Did you enjoy being back in? Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, almost getting the, the, the couple of training shirts and, and putting the gear back on, I was, um, it was a little bit emotional, actually. I was really quite proud to be able to put it back on and be part of um, one of the, the best squads, best sides we've ever put together. So a little bit of a a fanboy moment um, just getting back with them and, and then getting a chance to talk with some old mates who have, um, have actually played with, like Southie, and then um, and then talk to some of the young guys who are making such a mark on 
the international stage and certainly forging their way with New Zealand cricket. So it was a it was actually a real highlight. It was it was um, about five days, and it was just around um, some information for the coaching staff with Gary and passing on um, anything we'd learnt through the IPL and and maybe a, a sort of a little bit of philosophy around. Uh, what we're looking to do at Franchise T20 because a World Cup is very similar to a franchise tournament where you're bouncing from team to team rather than just playing one team for a number of games where you get a chance to sort of work out strengths and weaknesses and, and then it, a more opportunity to try and action that. So when you bounce from team to team, you've got to be a little bit more nimble with your um, approach to each game and, and um, there's a little bit of information passed around that. But just in general, really, it was a great opportunity to... Um, spend some time with these guys and, and a lot of storytelling, a lot of culture is created through storytelling. So um, a little bit from the past and also listening to them um, with their stories over the last sort of 12 months and a lot of success and, and where they're heading. So it was, yeah, I was, I was really honoured to be um, uh, to be accepted in there and have an opportunity to do it. Now, Flem, um I just want to touch on that, the culture and team environments. You've been a part of a few, you've been involved and you've been in and in the, inside the meeting rooms of a few uh, different team environments. What's your biggest takeaway from this current Black Caps culture and, and their environment and what they're kind of about, mate? Uh, there's just a real sense of calmness. Um, it's almost no fuss, mm. and, and you really see that in the way they play. The, I guess Gary and, and Kane are, are reasonably similar. They're reasonably conservative in their um, approach to the game or the way they live the the life around the game, um, really understated. But when it comes down to it, the skill level of this group is very high. And that, that's always been an interesting um, discussion for me is how much value culture adds versus how much a high skill set um, adds. And that the balance at the moment, I would say that the Kiwis are just really functional off the field. They're very efficient with what they do and the information is mm. is passed over and learnt um, quite quickly and put into place, but they have a really high skill level to be able to deliver it. Um, the, the alternative is to have a, a team that talks a lot about their culture but then falls short with the, the skill set or the ability to deliver what I think with this Black Caps team is they have a nice balance between uh, the information load and then being able to put that into a, a game plan and deliver on the field. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating that actually. Flemo, you... <laughs> You were, you were part of the New Zealand side. Well, you were at the forefront of at the at the helm on the New Zealand side for a long period of time, and and you had some very good moments throughout that time, but not the level of consistency that we've seen from this current group. How do you do? You look back at any stage and think of the the hardships that you had to go through to try and set things up, and now you look at the side and and you can still sort of see marks of yourself across it. Or oh, I know you're too humble for that, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it must give you so much pride when you think of how hard you had to work with this environment to now see where this team sit. Yeah, it's an interesting question because I, I feel really quite removed from it when you look at the, the, the brilliance or the consistency of performance. And I look back to the, the group of players that um, that I was lucky to play with and there's some real talent, but one of our constant struggles was to find consistency both on and off the field. We... We tried a number of things um, around developing our culture and looking for um, ways to get more consistent. And in some ways that was possibly the problem rather than just sinking into a better skill set and be happy with who we were. And I I note very much that that would lead into a, a discussion with you around South Africa where you found your identity. So identity is really important. And 
one thing maybe we struggled with was really being comfortable with who we were. We were always sort of searching for uh, what we should be or how we should play the game, and we never really settled on on one style. We were flexible. We were at times brilliant, at times really poor, um, and often sort of hovered around the middle. Whereas this group has really grabbed onto that identity that was created through uh, through your time, and have now just established in a way a way of playing, but also. Um, being comfortable in their skins, they've allowed their skill sets, I think, to come to the fore, and that's done a couple of things. It's given them more confidence so they can compete constantly at the highest level, so they've raised the bar, but it's also attracted um, some high-class athletes to the game, so that the, the kids coming through now are uh, of a skill set and ability that is um, some of the best talents in New Zealand, uh, general sport and athletics. What, what, what do you make of the current... Um the Black Caps' performance so far in this T20 World Cup, man. Do you think they've got the they've got the chance to to be able to go all the way? They're currently obviously World Test champions. They they ran within a lip in the One Day World Cup. Imagine if they were then able to to be there or thereabouts at the final. Do you think they've got that in them? Well, it's giddy heights, isn't it? When you're even talking this way, it's um, again that the pride surges through for what this group is achieving, and the fact that they are a genuine chance uh, is a testament to their consistency in all formats over um, a, a number of years. The T20 game was one they probably need to make some improvements, so they've spent some time on that, and and I, I think they're probably still trying to find their their best way of playing, but they will get it done, and that's the other skill that they've got, they just find a way. So last night, Martin Guttel stepped up, uh, Mitchell the game before with the bowlers. If you start to get on a rotation where different players stand up in, in each game, uh, then you're going to go close. You don't want everybody performing in, in one game and then not in the next. And T20 can be quite brutal with that. You've seen some top teams that have that have come undone because they've had a bad day. It doesn't matter whether it's against a, a top side like New Zealand or or could be Afghanistan. So that's why I'm still a little bit wary that the game itself can lend itself to upsets pretty easy. So we've got one more, I think, tricky occasion coming up against Afghanistan, and then it's just two good days out, and um, that's when you start to get excited. Hey, Flem, you, you obviously had very, some very good success over at the IPL, and throughout the IPL, the team that was chasing potentially had a lot of the luck and, uh, and was more in their favour statistical-wise. Mate, throughout these last couple of days, a team that has set the pace from the get-go has obviously got the treats at the end. Have you noticed a change in teams' kind of mindsets, the way they've approached these matches, um, batting first, putting the pressure on? Have you seen anything different from the IPL in this T20 uh, World Cup so far? It was. Um, it's, it's a good observation. Is I, I think you can't deny the facts that there's an advantage in, in bowling first, and that sort of happened halfway through the IPL um, as conditions changed and got a little bit cooler. Um, there, there seemed to be, for a number of reasons, a real advantage just um, bowling first and, and judging conditions, and then there might be a little bit of dew that comes in and helps uh, the pitch settle down. And, and that trend has continued, there's no doubt, through this World Cup. So teams really have to work hard mentally when they lose the toss as to how they're going to play the game and one of the things we focused on was to look at it as an opportunity and and be comfortable being bowled out for 100 in, in an attempt um, to, to get 180, 190 to, to get in the game and it takes a little bit of courage and in franchise cricket probably you can get away with that because there's more games and and more opportunity to bounce back. But it's going to take courage if a team finds itself, let's say New Zealand batting against Afghanistan in the next game, they've got to have courage to go out and, and take the game to them if, 
the teams that are sitting back trying to be a little bit conservative have come unstuck and unstuck in a big way. And I think about Australia and India, the two games that they've played. So there's a um, that's why I'm a little bit nervous about games coming up when there is lopsided statistics that come along. If, if you get on the wrong side of it, you've got to find a way to, to make sure that you give yourself the best chance. And, and that's going to take a bit of bravery from, uh, from the Black Caps if that happens. Mate, you just you talked about um, the IPL there, and you've you won your fourth title uh, this year. You've made five other finals. Uh, the level of consistency in such an in- inconsistent um, style of uh, uh, form of the game is is quite remarkable. And I guess give us a little give us a little secret into what how you operate as a coach and and why <laughs> you think you've made, been able to get that that level of, of consistency for the rest of us chasing pack. And getting closer <laughs> to, um, I, 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 a big part of uh, certainly Chennai's success was owning our home conditions, and, and you're a part of that, Baz. So you'd know what I'm talking about when I say we knew our home ground like the back of our hand. There was some real subtlety about playing when we're back in Chennai. Um, it's a slower pitch with a bit of spongy bounce with big boundaries to the side, and a lot of teams when you come and just play one game there um, don't have time to adjust. But when you can learn how to play on your home ground well, then and you can average sort of 80% of your games, 80% of your games. You go on tour, you only need to win two or three and you make a final. So that, that really was our method through India. We really got to know our home conditions. We picked players that we um, knew could play there and, um, and play well there, and we'd put our, our team composition together um, with that in mind. The last few years have been a bit interesting. Like moving out of Chennai, we really had to scramble. We had a, a poor year when we first went to Dubai, just sort of struggling to find a method and, and change everything that had been our sort of modus operandi up to that point. Um, and I guess that's why we're, we're a little bit, we, we feel pretty good and pretty proud about winning it this year was that we were able to make some adjustments and compete in conditions that were quite foreign. And uh, from a coaching point of view, it was a great test actually just to, to revisit some um, some theories and methods, and and then just give players new roles, and and thankfully they responded to that and um, and able to get the job done. But yeah, it's been a good couple of years, really changing a lot of things at the the organisation to make sure that we were able to play a, a more generic game rather than just a Chennai specific one. Oh, Ben, well, well, you've been swimming and bathing in your rupee in your room, but you've been eating pretty well, mate. You've been eating very, very well while you've been in there. So Here Peter Vella's been looking after you, mate. Can you, can you just delve into this MIQ menu you're rolling, mate? You've been very impressed with it? Yeah, I have been. Uh, I've been very, very impressed. I thought that the oysters were a lovely touch the other night. Um, it's a bit risky in the MIQ, as best. <laughs> Bez and I discussed, but we've uh, we really have we really have been um, treated to some fine cuisine from Sir Peter and, and New Zealand bloodstock. So we've been very lucky. I, I need to ask you how you, you repay that. You just take a couple of Insta pics, mate. Is that how it works? And that's how you get all the free stuff. <laughs> you wait, Boom. you wait, mate. I've got My Little Pony coming up. Bang! You wait till I get that My Little Pony one, mate. That's what you do. You got to share the love, mate, with your. You a hundred thousand old Indian fans, mate. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's my demographic, though. That's yeah, I think it's eighteen to, to forty-five year old Indian males. So you've got me there on the demographic. But uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing all the new stuff from the ranch when I get home. Flemo, what, um, mate? What uh, what's up for for you now in the next uh, next couple of months? What's on the agenda? 
Uh, it's not too bad. There's a little bit of auction work uh, coming up, so the the teams now disband, and you you have to make a choice between how many players you're going to retain, from one to none to maximum of four. So that's uh, from a professional front, just um, just working through that, and then trying to to reshape a, a team come end of January, maybe start of February for um, for another three year cycle. So you, there's a little bit of disappointment around that. You you get a team up to where you want it. And the challenge of the IPL is then it disbands after three years to try and keep the tournament um, reasonably even and um, give every franchise an opportunity if it hasn't gone right for the last cycle to rectify that moving forward. So I get it, but it's um, it's still a little bit of hard work reconstructing a team. But I, I think that's what um, keeps you going as a coach and, and also gives you opportunities to stay fresh because you're going to work with some new players. So a bit of work on that. Uh, a little bit of work on on the golf game for a, a wee tournament coming up, and um, and then more importantly some family time, which is really important when you're you're spending more time away through unfortunately COVID reasons than what you would like. But, um, we're going to have to let you go sh- shortly, Flynn. We know you're flat out. I've got nothing on, Baz. We're good. <laughs> you're in my queue. Actually, you could, you, well, we t- you could come on and co-host for the rest of the week with us if you really want to, but. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, international because a question constantly gets asked to me about you, and that's would would Flem ever look at taking on a, an international coaching role? Oh, look, I, I would love to be involved with um, with the Black Caps um, in, in some capacity, and it, but it just comes down to to time, really. When you've played the sport for for so long, and and when you retire, part of that is you're then. Um, you go from being quite selfish in, in what you're doing and, and and how you're doing it to really sinking into more selfless existence with family and, and other commitments around, which I really enjoy. So what, what I've really enjoyed about um, being involved at, at franchise level is I've still got a, a really strong involvement in the game with some of the best players in the world, but I've also got a, a wonderful balance between um, work life and family life when you're thinking the IPL is two to three months. There's still opportunities that spin off that, the opportunities with Spark to commentate and, and be involved in the game. But there are really long periods where um, where I, I can learn more about myself and, and spend a hell of a lot of time, a lot more time with the family and, and be with them. And, and I think that that's really important, especially these days, that the luxury that I'll be given by um, by being able to play the game for a long time is to, to get the balance right, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm a big fan of the Black Caps and, and like the opportunity to join them for um, a little bit of time and, and T20 was uh, was was great um, and maybe going forward at some stage there'll be an opportunity to to do that again but that's pretty much what the game I know now is T20 I've immersed myself in that and I watch the other formats and enjoy them but um, T20 is, uh, is is probably where I, my expertise lies now. Beautiful, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Mate, we're going to have to let you go, but um, thanks heaps for... Um, thanks, Flemo. Uh, Izzy and myself on Baz and Izzy Good for to breakfast. talk to you, boys. Mate, I look right. forward to... Uh, it's obviously Spring Carnival. We've got another big day today on the racing front, so I'm looking forward to those tips coming through and um, and spending another yep. afternoon in front of the, the dual screen. So I'm looking forward to that. Probably a little bit more from Sir Peter than you, Baz, but you do have the ability to uh, to come Goodbye, through. Goodbye, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was Stephen Fleming, the next Prime Minister, <laughs> former New Zealand former New Zealand captain and and current uh, CSK coach. That uh, was Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. It's 8.25 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back soon.